You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pokes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Motherfuckers always trying to podcast uphill. Welcome to the fucking Blade episode. Finally! I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. Finally! What? Uh, that expression is entering my lexicon for the rest of my life. Motherfuckers it's always trying to ice skate uphill. That's my favorite thing. It's so out of place in the moment he says it. It makes little it's sense. It's out of place it's, unless it's, you're like a fucking Mountie or something. I don't understand. He says it like it's, it, it, you know, don't count your you know chickens or, yeah, exactly. or, like or it, whatever. It, it's a long established uh, <laughs> idiom. <laughs> but it's not. I wish he had more of them, honestly. Like, I love it because it's a logical expression. You know, he's, he's accusing him of doing something stupid, you know, something pointless, like, trying to ice skate uphill uh but <laughs> i can't even break it down i just want to it's just it. it's, it's like the most it's like cradle it i i if you did not watch blade even though it's available for free on netflix i highly recommend if nothing else you just simply type in uh some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill into google and find yourself thousands of youtube clips with just that 10 second or 15 second quote it's just the most absurd, so out of place. It really, I think, I mean, is this movie in a nutshell, that quote? I Honestly, you could just basically just pick any 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 form of physical activity done incorrectly. And it's like, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it works logically, but it does not, it doesn't taste as good <laughs> as motherfuckers trying to ice cap. All right. I'm good. I'm good. But in case you uh, uh, are unaware, let's uh, let's get into the movie, folks. I, I want to talk about it. Yeah, let's. Uh, this movie, the start perhaps of uh, the modern comic era, you could maybe tie it to this. A, a serious take on a not super su- well known comic book character, but a super successful um, a foray into a rather obscure Marvel character. Yes. Yes. And I mean impressive that you know when this movie was made uh a black lead you know that, that wasn't something you saw a lot of a black lead in, in a way a black love interest uh uh you know with a, with a, also a variety of, of culturally diverse vampires if you want to get into it really yeah but um, there's there's enough uh deacon frost gang was like we need to make sure we're the whitest people who have ever lived. So <laughs> let's get that guy from like according to Jim. I don't know what the fuck that dude's name is. The, they do remind. Are you talking about Donald Logue? Yeah, is, was, about wasn't the he, fucking Logue was, man? Wasn't he in according to Jim, or did I imagine that? Probably. Um, he's in a he's in Ghost Rider, uh, part of our our list. Was uh, he really? He's also um, Harvey Bullock in Gotham. Uh, the oh, Gotham yeah. Television series, yeah. So he's 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 uh he's crossed our you know our podcast a few times, or uh, uh, he's in another one. Now I'm spacing on it, but he's in like yeah he's in a couple of oh he's in American Splendor, which we haven't done yet, but also constitutes a uh, a comic book movie. So yeah, he's uh he's all over. <laughs> he is. Who who knew? I knew because it's the fucking Logue. Sorry. <clears throat> I just like uh, when actors that are in our films have really ridiculous name like Thomas Hayden Church, THC, my man. Oh yeah, you gotta love THC. <laughs> but but yeah, this movie had a a, a pretty insane cast. Uh, Wesley Snipes, I, I can't. I'm trying to figure out in my head like what he did. What are his preceding films before this? Because I don't know if he's done 
a lot of action really i mean he's in like that remake of, or the the sequel to to uh the fugitive which is basically a remake uh u.s marshals right before this um you know he's famous for like white man can't jump where he's essentially doing a, a comedic role um yeah i mean you get the idea he, he i can't think of him do, doing a ton of a ton of action he's got a fair amount but um he's he's trained for it like right like i mean i mean as he became an actor he was doing lots and lots and lots of martial arts training apparently so, yeah, I think uh, it's also just something he was super into, like, in general. Yeah. I don't know what his um his actual ratio is, but I feel like this is one of the movies where the lead actor did a lot of his own stunts. I mean, I, there's, there's few moments where you see, like, a cut where you're like, that's not him. Uh, uh, I'm pretty confident, at least, that he's in a lot of this. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the martial arts um, is, is definitely him doing it and... Uh, and it's it's pretty goddamn quality. I mean, Pogues and I were talking before we started uh, that <laughs> this was a this is kind of a fun watch for me, and I think it was for you both because neither of us remembered just about fucking. Yeah, we were talking about this, this before it started. I saw this movie opening weekend. I remember seeing it. Two thousand two. I remember the beginning of the movie where his you know his Wait, mother's dying. Sequel. Two thousand. No, nineteen ninety eight. My bad. Yeah, his mother's dying. I remember that. I remember vaguely the rave, but not. I remember it being different. So I think there's a rave oh, in the second rave. one that I'm thinking of. Probably. But then after that, each scene, I was like, "No, I have no recollection of this. I didn't remember the hospital. <laughs> I didn't remember there was like a love interest slash like half vampire person. Like, I, did you did you remember that there is a feeding scene that doubles as a sex scene? I was not okay. <laughs> there, I have a big note where I'm like, this scene is gross. I'm, I've never been this uncomfortable watching a sex I think scene. We're gonna have to start our our not another origin stories list of sex scenes that made us deeply, profoundly uncomfortable. Um, which is gonna need some some music, by the way. I'm gonna need some, some need some intro music with that. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll but get some sweet porn music. But off the top of my head, that list definitely pertains to or contains this movie. Oh yeah, this uh, one might be number one. Uh, and also the uh, the Watchmen. Uh, oh yeah, the one that goes on for eighteen owl. minutes. Yeah, yeah, the owl and the Silk Spectre, Night Owl. Like like a sex that. scene shot in real time. Like you feel like you're like this is just porn. It's it, yeah that one that one was distinctly graphic, and I will never unfortunately never forget it. But um, talking about this movie and specifically its form as a comic adaptation is really interesting because we were discussing this before too. Um, this movie is. Uh, a pretty decent departure from the origin of the comic, but it's one of those rare instances where, like, just pop culture decided after we did this was like, hmm, this might be better. Yes. <laughs> and we just kind of stuck with it. Yeah, because both um, me and Ben did the same thing. We looked up Wikipedia articles about Blade because I was like, you know, I don't know a lot about Blade's origin. I know that the whole thing with his mother was bitten by a vampire while she was yeah. giving birth. I knew that was it, and that's... I knew that was, like, the actual story. But what I, we both found out that was fascinating is in the comics... Blade is not a vampire. He's immune to vampire bites, so he can't be turned. He has an unnaturally long life, and he can sense vampires, but he has no superpower. Like, he doesn't have vampire super strength, speed, you know, healing factor. He has none of that. He's just an ordinary dude, which I was like, what a bizarre, like, if you're going to give him half the powers of a vampire, why not give him the ones that would make it makes sense that he then fights vampires you know it's super interesting yeah he's he appears also for the first time 
in uh, Tomb of Dracula 10. So he appears in a Dracula-centric comic where he is pursuing him. And I, I highly encourage that you look up a picture uh, because original Blade is, I mean, this Tomb of Dracula 10 came out in uh, 1973, uh, yeah, July of 1973. Uh, if you look him up, he is very black exploitation. He is oh, yeah. very, very hip. He is like weird sort of like colorful neon jacket, uh, just a bunch of steaks and some cool ass sunglasses, but it, he is not dressed in drab black. That is not his deal. That no, is very no, 90s he, he doesn't become like uh, Johnny Blaze until I think this movie. Like I don't think he's really yeah. depicted as being. He wears like a lot of like biker jackets, you know, later on in the eighties and lo- stuff. Lo- but... A lot of no shirt, a lot yeah. of biker jackets, a lot of bandoliers of knives and and you know blades. Uh, uh, and yeah, I think actually. Um, yeah, I was just pulling up an image here. It's fucking fantastic. But what's awesome is that he's also the um, the creation of, uh, or maybe perhaps the co-creation of Marv Wolfman, who is a, a pretty established Marvel guy. He was editor-in-chief for a while. He's responsible for co-creating um, uh, a Black Cat in The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, he wrote a ton of Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Doctor Strange, Teen Titans. I mean, uh, he, um, him and uh, a co-creator who I can't think of, they launched... Um, the famous uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is a big deal uh, over at, at DC. Um, so, I mean, he's just he's hopped around the comic world for quite a long time, and he's left quite a uh, quite a legacy. So, uh, Blade is one of his creations, and, and was around for quite some time. Hopped between a bunch of we were talking about this lots, lots of really kind of lame named groups. <laughs> yeah, like the most generic named groups. Real quick, just to bring up, it was George Perez. Oh, George Perez, yes, thank uh, you. But, because I, I, I just know someone's listening to this and would be very angry if we didn't uh, <laughs> mention that. But yeah, Blade basically joins, like, every, like, if you went to an 8th grade class and you were like, alright, give me some names for people who hunt vampires. It's like, alright, what about, like, Bloodstalkers or, like, Deathhounds? It's just, like, all these, like, over-the-top, like, really generic, sort of, like, yeah. absurd metal band every, names. Every, every group that he's ever in would look very much at home with uh, two lowercase X's around it um, above someone's name in like uh, uh, World of Warcraft. Like, hey, it's me, X Blood Shadow X. It's me, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's definitely... X Night Stalker X. <laughs> it's, so, it's so lame half the time. But he's got a long lineage. He pops up in so many places. I mean, working with Avengers, working with Spider-Man... Uh, hunting Mor- uh, Morbius, I, I, he's appears in Civil War for some period. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, he's got quite a lineage in comic history. And um, he's, uh, and- like we said, he's not a vampire. So what's kind of weird is um, they decide to make him into the character from the movie because I guess somebody at Marvel was like, "Holy shit! Why didn't we think of that?" Yeah, and then he becomes like, way more interesting <laughs> because, like you said, he's got basically everything that comes being like a half vampire or a full vampire or whatever you want to say. Um, but just not that part, but it adds such a more interesting dynamic as this movie made evident where he's constantly discussing why he hunts them and how he's always on the brink of becoming one. That's way more, that's way higher stakes than just being like vampires are stupid and I'm a part of the night shadows and I'm going to get them. (laughs) Yeah. Night stalkers. I was looking, I can't find the other one. It's like an even worse name. But let's get into this movie because it starts on possibly my favorite. Well, it starts with a pretty rough 
fucking cold open. Yes, yeah, so a woman shit. dying as she's giving birth to a baby. <laughs> so hard. It's like so you're like, ooh, I'm in for a light comic romp. Not even like a lead. I mean, we we cut into a woman's like death rattle as she dies. Yeah, yeah. On it's the basically table. like a door to a hospital, and then somebody knocks it open. They bring in a woman, and blood's like squirting out of her, and you're just like, okay, all oh. right, starting at eleven. Put my popcorn down. I guess I'm not hungry anymore. Um, but but skipping past that, which is obviously the origins we just talked about. Uh, oh, by the way, in the comics, the origin is that his his what his his mother goes into labor with him. Um, and then a doctor shows up, uh, a, a doctor who does house calls, who is actually a vampire, whose name is Deacon Frost. That's um, right. So they kept the same character, but in the comics, Deacon Frost is a uh, old old like man, old Dracula looking vampire, yeah. not this like weird like like trust fund uh, stock market broker. And here's <laughs> an interesting fact: Blade from the comics was born in 1929 England. He's actually British, not American. Oh, yeah, right. He's totally British. Um, but he... Uh, the doctor shows up at the brothel, which is where his mother works and lives, and uh, 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 bites her, And but she manages to like, get away, and I think she has a... You know, not... Die, or she dies, but the uh, blade is born. Um, but what I thought was interesting about that is uh, dope fucking alibi vampire guy. What better cover can you think... Of in this time period being a a doctor that makes house calls because you show up, you kill somebody for the blood, and then you're like, boy, this person died. I know because I'm a doctor. Yeah, I also feel like <laughs> if if you were a doctor that was a vampire in 1920s, like being a uh, like a guy a doctor who gives birth to babies, like whatever. Yeah. I don't know if they had gynecologists back then, but like a doctor who's like, I'm gonna walk in. There's just blood everywhere to begin with. I'm like, gonna, I'm just gonna it, chow down on some placent and then, you know, beat it. Nobody's gonna know. It didn't go great. No need for an autopsy because I'm a doctor. We don't even <laughs> probably have autopsies, depending. Yeah, on, I don't know. We when don't those, have those. I guess they were uh, anyway, in the 1900s, but but when you talk about Blade, we were talking about what we remembered. I think nearly everyone who's seen Blade remembers the opening fucking rave because it's a doozy it's also like just such a it starts out with some guy you don't care about and i think uh an old porn star i think is who that woman is but uh really i I think so but anyways they like go to this rave and you're like following this guy and i don't know if they were like make him a douchebag so that nobody feels bad for him (laughs) as like the film go you're like as as it turns out he's at a uh a vampire rave but this guy's like so unlikable and really annoying and i don't know it's just very odd uh he, he at one point is walking around the rave and something starts dripping on his face and he touches it and it's red and then he licks it this is just a tip oh, from super bad you. idea never super lick something that drips on you at a rave <laughs> I mean, yeah that's, that's that should be like yeah actually it was tracy lawrence that's who i thought it was um so there you go fun little fact for anybody who doesn't really care because it's not that interesting uh pogues is adult film corner no and she's in tons of movies and i always recognize her because she's not good at acting um so it's like always really jarring when she's in a movie uh but yeah it's like such a weird scene and then all of a sudden they yell bloodbath and the sprinklers turn on they're just spraying blood down and then all the vampires turn on this one guy which i couldn't figure out what their end game was like, were they going to kill him and eat him? And only one Look, person a brought a human? it's a fucking sick-ass rave orgy. I-, I bet you he was not the only 
like non-vampire that got brought in. They probably everyone brings in. Uh, it looks like a, he's the a, only a, one though. A, everyone brings in a snack. Yeah, you know, it's a fucking, it's a vampire potluck, my friend. Well, then then Blade shows up. <laughs> vampire potluck. Ooh, you brought transient. Um, what's weird is when Blade shows up. The first thing I thought when he's in his uniform is I was like, oh, he looks like the guy's the imposter Batman from Dark Knight. Yeah, the guy because he looks like he's wearing like a like a hockey pads. Yeah, or like a referee, like the or an umpire's like chest plate, so he doesn't get hit also, by a baseball. But real quick here, I don't want to blow past it. Is this the first blowjob sequence in one of the films we've covered? I think it might be. I'm gonna say yes because I can't imagine unless there's, there's one like in art school. The, the camera holds on it. The camera sticks around with it for a little bit too long, in my opinion. Another <laughs> creepy. Also. Can we talk about the fact that this, this uh, a character here basically gets both the IMDb credit uh, in, in the fictional sense, um, the LinkedIn profile that says Vampire DJ? I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's He's not that's a particularly cool. great DJ, though, is the problem. <laughs> no, he isn't. He's <laughs> actually, like, one yeah. of the worst DJs I've ever seen. Blade shows up, and he starts busting out the Blade weapons. He's like Batman with this shit. He has got, what is it, a steak shotgun? A shotgun that shoots stakes, I think? He has a shotgun that first is shooting the pellets are, I guess, silver. So, like, the yeah, shot sil- inside silver of pellets. Him. Yeah. Then it has two stakes it can shoot out the front of it. Yep. But what's weird is he shows up. This entire thing is vampires, except for this one guy who's laying on the ground. They're all like, oh my god, it's him. He just keeps standing there. He has an Uzi in his jacket full of silver bullets. Why didn't he just immediately open fire? Like, he's just trying to kill as many of them as there's, possible. Like, it's so weird. He of... waits until the guards show up. I love I love the fight sequences of this movie a ton. But there's a ton of moments where you're like, Blade, what is your plan? Like, or even, like, the, the bad guys run in without guns half the time. Yeah, or... they can't decide if they want to shoot. And he keeps chopping Donald Logue in non-lethal ways. I'm like, dude, just kill him. I know. It is insane that he doesn't just murder him. Um, but what's also crazy is, like, Sometimes the people who come in to help the vampires are vampires, and sometimes they're people, but there's no real way to tell, because sometimes they burst into flames when they die, sometimes they don't, so you're just like, I guess the ones who didn't were just people, question mark? Yeah, I guess so. It's very weird, they like build this thing later. We learn later that there are familiars. Yes, uh, like like people uh, who want to become vampires. Marked with the, the, I guess, the crest of the individual clans. This might be a... This might be a time that I have to make a, a not another origin story confession, folks. Mm-hmm. Which was that, um, um, see, I'm as 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 listeners have probably heard it at least once or twice. I'm a dungeon master. Oh, I thought uh, you were gonna say you lived in Chicago. I spend I spend a fair amount of time uh, running uh, a variety of Dungeons and Dragons games, and I've run a few different, you know, non non fantasy D and D games, different different systems, but. Um, well, I gotta admit, my my first system, my first taste of tabletop RPGs was in fact Vampire: The Masquerade. Mm, um, that's not something anyone should really admit. For I played that in college. Uh, I had I had a good time. However, I stopped playing because uh, <laughs> the the crew that my my friend brought in included one individual who would growl during sessions because it was part of his uh, character. Um, but. I, I, I do appreciate that this movie and a lot of other vampire movies cover this idea of like uh, like a vampire society, a variety of like weird clans, and like uh, later on this movie establishes that they all have like secret accounts and they're in politics. I've always found that a, a, a pretty cool cool like angle to take with the whole vampire thing. 
Uh, I don't know, unlike, you know, uh, other movies where they're just sort of feral, like, nightmare creatures. I, I like the idea of them. Yeah, that like, if they were to have existed, they would have had to, like, find ways to live and get money and all this stuff. The thing mm-hmm. that got me about this movie, though, is, like, we pointed out, there's times you're just like, why wouldn't Blade just kill this guy? It's supposed to be like there's this hierarchy of pure blood vampires, which are vampires that are born as vampires. So I guess in this right. universe, vampires aren't like... Um, uh, what's the word i'm looking for barren or you know like they they're like they can have kids which isn't always a thing in vampire lore sometimes it is sometimes it isn't um but what's weird is like so there's this pure blood group of vampires now usually in these situations pure blood vampires are stronger than turned vampires or something you know you watch theory, yeah you watch underworld there's like the ancient clan of vampires who were like the first vampires and they rule everything, and they have, like, a whole system for it and everything. And you're like, okay, cool. And everybody worships these guys. Deacon Frost comes into this room full of pure-blood vampires who, like, run the world. And for some reason are, like, stationed in, I don't know what U.S. city this is supposed to be. It's pretty confusing. Because um, sometimes it looks I... like Detroit. Sometimes it looks like New York. Sometimes it looks like Chicago. And then I read somewhere, I think it's supposed to be New Orleans. And I'm like, I don't think that's what New Orleans looks like at all. Like, none of this looks like New Orleans. I, I, and I'm, I'm literally not doing this as a joke, but I feel I feel pretty confident at some point they say two street names that sounded like they're Chicago, but I, it's also the kind of names that could like like that every every big city them, has that yeah. every big city has yeah so I really cannot narrow it down. But um, this guy like shows up and he's like talking about how he's gonna do whatever he wants and he like threatens this who you assume is the head of the pure blood vampires and he says. One day you may wake up and find yourself extinct, which is sort of a, you know, he won't wake up if he's extinct. But um, he says this, and they're not immediately like, well, just kill him. Like, yeah, well, I don't, why, I don't, don't we, why don't we just kill him? He's clearly not going to do what we want him to, so just kill him. He's not a pureblood. Power dynamic is he behaves as if he's like the son of one of them. Yes. That, you know, he can't be killed or something because he's, you know, attached to someone elite. But yeah, they established that he's not pure blood that he was he was turned which means he's not the kin of any of the you know pure blood vampires so he's just like a dude that everyone seems to let walk into boardrooms and yell a lot yeah <laughs> it was crazy and it was just one of those moments where you're just like they're vampires they wouldn't let the- this guy's like talking about risking exposing them to everyone they would like the whole thing is like we've we've lasted you know a thousand years and no one's known about us we're not going to let you expose us and he's like i'm going to and then leaves and they're just like well i guess we'll just have to see how this plays out i was like why why is this in here and it's uh what's his name Udo Kier I think is his name is the head vampire yeah and like they build up this thing where he seems like I was like oh they're gonna say that like um this is like he turned this guy or something they're gonna there's gonna be some sort of a tet now just really not needed to be in the movie it was very weird <laughs> and it was just like why couldn't he just be a pureblood who wants to do like there was no real reason to have like this weird um like fight inside like the hierarchy of the vampires because it never pays off so like as i was watching i was like i don't care about any of these people why am i watching this much backstory about these people i would care about it it would be cool if it was yeah if it ended up being relevant because i like like i said i like this sort of weird societal thing but yeah they don't get into much of it and they also don't really get into like why and which i know they don't have time to why they're apparently like different clans of vampires i guess yeah but they don't 
they what's, don't really, what's different it, about them is super confusing. And it also and, appeared that, like, anyone could have a clan. Because the familiars for the one people were following Deacon Frost, who we know is not, like, a pureblood, so he can't have a clan, so who the fuck is he? Like, they didn't... Yeah. They, like, they built this kind of world, but the rules don't really make any sense. Not like that this is, like, a huge complaint. It was just very confusing, because... I kept waiting for it to pay off in the movie since I didn't remember any part of this film. So the whole time I'm like, this is going to come back. No, I guess it doesn't. <laughs> also, I, I did really love that... Um, so after the opening where Blade uh, catches Donald Logue on fire, his character, I forget what his character's name is, something dumb. Uh, Quinn, I guess it's not dumb, it's just a person's name. <laughs> but he sets him on fire knowing it won't kill him and then shows up at the hospital, kill him, after he yeah, kills I was mad two, about that. I was like, you just let him murder so... Like, he could have murdered 75 people in between now Blade and then. Is, Blade is distinctly responsible for the deaths of that medical... Yeah, the, like, the coroner and the... Medical, uh, yeah, uh, and his love, his eventual love interest, sort of. In the but movie. what I love is, this scene ends, then we go and that guy's like, you know, we've stayed hidden for a thousand years. It's like, 15 people saw an entirely burned man sucking blood out of people's necks. Another guy comes in and fights him. They both, like, disappear. And the one guy jumps all the way across the city street in whatever city they're in. You know, like a four-lane road. Jumps out of a window, lands, and cops with, like, machine guns are shooting at him. And nobody's like, huh. Look, that seems weird, right? We should really all be freaked. They're just like, wow, PCP. You know, they have, like, no reaction. It was so weird. The human world is fucking bonkers in this because there's so many bad moves being made left and goddamn right. Like you have like, I mean, you have just the rave itself doesn't make any goddamn sense. I mean, having a bunch of vampires hang out, fine, but that is a lot. And then you're soaking them in blood and then they're what, just going to go home? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they're just going to head they're out. They're going to go shower in the, the butcher shop shower, and, I guess. And, and also every scene where Blade is seen like, walking around yeah. and like that he stands out i mean like you said he's wearing this like crazy armor in addition to the jacket and he seems and to he have his sword. sword on him most of the time and, and visible guns you can yeah. see his pistol constantly and like especially the the worst case of this is that one scene where deacon has this random like asian child that is holding her, him hostage in like what is like a very high traffic like public park yeah, and and as and, and, and Blade is there with his blades, he, yeah, and, and his, his gun. gun. His he's holding his gun in the middle of like a but people like are Central walking Park. past. Look, and, and if you might say, like, well, you know, some people don't respond to that kind of. Stuff. I, I live in a city. I I notice I notice stuff. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I occasionally bump into a weirdo who shouts something at me from across the street, and I ignore them. But if I'm walking down the street and I just see like this weird pale faced fucking like creep ass dude clutching an asian child by the neck while, while a guy in a trench coat with a sword and 15 guns is yelling at him i'm gonna be like um i uh, might call somebody <laughs> another great scene that's like that is when they find out that uh, deacon frost has a police officer as a, one of his familiars and blade's like beating him up on the street it's like could you imagine oh, you're yeah. walking down the road and a man dressed in like a full-length trench leather trench coat with a sword on his back and a gun out is pistol whipping a cop in the face and everybody's just like huh look at that <laughs> you know oh i gotta get back to work my lunch hours like no one has a reaction to him physically abusing a police officer everyone would freak them i know even if you don't like police you'd still be like that's probably not yeah. a great sign 
That a yeah. man's getting ready to murder a cop in the middle of the street. Yeah, that would really probably set off some alarm bells. At the very least, people should be running. Like, or, or like, or like veering away. But during all these sequences, people are just like strolling past, like, heading, I should get a bagel. Like, people are just yeah. on their way somewhere else. It's like, I'd like to be involved, but I have got, I can't miss the last train. This, yeah. Everybody in the city, too, like, does not give a fuck. Like, in the hospital scene, when he's with that, he has, like, that doctor, and he picks her up, and the cops just start shooting at him. It's like, he has a oh, hostage. Yeah. Like, they do not give a fuck. They're just blind firing down a hospital also not a safe place to fire guns a lot of oxygen no, no, tanks no. in hospitals it's just and, so and, weird and people recovering from things like gunshot wounds yeah. don't shoot them more also when the police come into the club it's like a club completely covered in blood and like piles of ash and a few dead familiars and they're just like oh man it's another one of these as if like they have like no reaction yeah i, w- I, w- I wanted them to cut to, like the one rookie who's like um uh, uh, <laughs> is this, what a, is, is this uh, a bloodbath? <laughs> well, welcome to New York or Detroit. We're not entirely sure. <laughs> or possibly New Orleans. <laughs> Wherever it is, though, for some reason, an ancient vampire temple is built underneath of it. You know, because you know vampires, they hung out a lot in North America to begin with. <laughs> um, I thought that was like an insane thing is that temple is in the city they're in. I was like, seriously? Couldn't they yeah, have, like, that's, flown to Europe or Africa or, like, somewhere? super confused me. I had a hard time with that one. Um, but then we meet we meet a new character, Pogues. Wait. And that's that's uh, Mr. Chris. Mr. Chris Christofferson. That's right. Is that his real name? I gotta, yes. I gotta wonder about that. Well, it might not be his real name because he, like, he has, like, a singing career. So his real, you know, he might have, like, a stage name. I mean, I just have to wonder, like... If your last name is Christofferson, you cannot name... I don't know. His dad's name was Lars, so it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine, because his name's not Larsison. What you if can't just was, double name him. <laughs> I, it reminds me of like how like um, uh, how they how names work in like Iceland. Oh, do you want to still... do you want to know something even worse? What's that? His actual birth name is Christopher Christofferson. Oh, that is worse. Christopher, Christopher, Christopherson. It's spelled. It's spe- it's just this, his last name without the word son. Well, it's like, and there's 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 a phenomenon in like Nordic countries where they still like uh, someone's name will be like their father's name and the word son kind yeah. of like pushed together. That's like a thing, which is like vaguely what this is, but it's pretty confusing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> moving on. Fam- uh, you know, I would say, can I. Can we say famous country singer? I don't know if he is really famous, but he was like a country singer turned actor. And Yeah, uh, I kind of forget about that. He plays I mean, he Whistler, has... a character we both assumed was from the comics, but turns out was made just for this movie. Yeah, uh, I mean, he seems so established in this. You assume he, it must be a pre-existing character. It is not, confirmed by multiple sources. I had to double-check this one because I was pretty confident I was wrong. Yeah, I thought for um, sure, when I was reading his wiki article, I'm like, are they never going to mention Whistler? So I, w- I Wikipedia'd Whistler, and they were like, created for the Blade movie. I was like, motherfucker. Um, but yeah, he, he, he is fantastic. I mean, I love this weird character. I don't really know what his deal is. I know why he's working with Blade to hunt vampires but i i got the idea that he was like um it's a very very punisher scenario here because punisher has like his guy 
that like gets him his gear and gets yep. him his his missions. What is his name? I'm forgetting his name. I was it's just trying to think get, of it. It's a weird. That's name. also gonna get me killed by uh, all the fans listening. But um, he's got that vibe. But then he also shows up and is like equivalently badass. <laughs> like when he when when when, when Blade is when uh yeah microchip when Blade is trapped in that like weird subterranean like like vampire archive yeah he blows the wall open and then just stands completely stationary killing thousands of people just yeah just firing a machine gun just like hey i heard you i knew you're in trouble and it's not like he has some super special like minigun he's like i mean he has like a regular submachine gun he is killing hundreds yeah and he's not aiming he's not he's like holding it up and firing it like you know he's like not looking down the sights he's just hit firing with like expert accuracy and other guys are running in firing their guns and just being killed it's weird because he gives you the impression because he has the brace and stuff that he is not like worth like weak and worthless but he is definitely uh too old yeah yeah, he's been he's been so wounded from fighting vampires that he can't do it anymore he is like old batman training the new batman like kind of deal but here he is just like just like proving that he could have just done this. Yeah, like he could. I would have just... done it better. It would have been a fucking idiot. I brought a bomb. What'd you bring? Where your knife? I brought at? a gun just with like... a lot of bullets and used it properly. I didn't go right to sword. Yeah, <laughs> it was effective way to kill vampires. Apparently, that was. Uh, yeah, I I liked Whistler's character, but like the whole time I kept thinking, I'm like, do you think they went to Sam Elliott first? And he was like, no. <laughs> there is a real Sam Elliott thing going. Yeah, on. like it really feels like he's the care like the caretaker from Ghost Rider. Like, I feel like it was a very similar sort of, like, old southern guy kind of, like, <laughs> planning a lesson. But, um, unfortunately, Whistler doesn't make it through this movie. But spoilers for Blade 2, he does. Because he's back. <laughs> um, so, around this time, we're in, like, about the second act here. Where we're establishing that there is this apocalyptic plot that Deacon is planning from having studied the the archived documents from the original vampires, covering this vague apocalyptic thing with a blood god, super not established, super yeah. not super not like firmed up by so, any sort of so corroborating details. Unfirm is the plan, the character, and like the mythos that the movie never bothers to really explain it. There's a blood god, he's gonna do stuff. That's like basically what you get. You're just like, all right. So, it's not clear if he's gonna appear. Yeah, like he's like, yeah. Take the form. If he like comes up from hell, does somebody take on his powers? Is it just like a saying? Like, boy, man, that guy sure is a blood god. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 very weak. And then just like randomly, we'll see Deacon be like, aha, I've got you, king of all vampires, time to murder you in the sun now. And I'm like, well, that seemed like he was poorly defended. I gotta tell you, yeah, that's what, I, I had a note that I was like, Jesus Christ, these fucking head vampires are weak as shit. Like, they're they don't, they can't do anything. Everything. Yeah. And they, and they were just being walked on by this guy. And, I don't really and they're why. all, like, all vampires have some form of, like, super strength. He can't even fight. It's like, what's the point of being a pureblood then? Um, yeah, it never really makes sense. Like, what the what's so good about it? Like, yeah. and it also seems like he just feels like it's burning racism. in the sun quicker. And because we established that Blade in this lineage is a is about it seems to be like about seventy percent human and about thirty percent vampire. He has a lot of the physical characteristics. He's 
He's he's got super strength. He's quick. He's fast. Um, he doesn't seem to be able to regenerate, as far as I can tell. But yeah, he is resilient. No, no he. Um, they mention uh, Whistler mentions that by the next day, all of his wounds will be healed. That's and Frost says he has oh, all yeah. of our strengths, but none of our weaknesses, which isn't true because he does still have the I have to drink blood weakness, and he for some reason doesn't have the vampire immortality. Like he ages normal in this, which is like a weird thing to have removed from the comics because in the comics, that's one thing he has is an unnaturally long life because he's part he of also vampire. S- he also uh, uh, establishes that he can smell vampires, which is proven to be repeatedly incorrect as he's surprised by them Constantly. and also approaches also approaches a small girl and says, oh, small girl here in this archive for vampires only beneath a vampire club. You must have just gotten down here by accident. Let me help you. Yeah. It was oh, so, no. I was, like, I was like, seriously, this is clearly a vampire, dude. I, I don't... That scene also is like the first of many scenes where it becomes like a just a straight up kung fu movie. Like they're like, we're not going to use swords. We're just going to punch each other. And later yeah. on, it kills vampires. Like he hits a vampire in the head and he turns to dust. And I was like, wait, that's not a vampire's weakness. Like you know, blunt Unless force got, trauma like, is not a weakness bladed. of vampires. It's got silver bladed shoes. Maybe um, yeah, they never explain it. But what I love is. Not only is it like the the classic kung fu fighting where it's like one person at a time attacks him and he beats him up, but it is also classic in the sense that it's like a dude punching a slab of beef. Like every time they hit somebody, it's like it's like all these sound effects and it's so loud. It's like mixed louder than the music. Anything else is just these loud smacking sounds, and I it was just very confusing for me. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like. There's a lot of effects work, both sound and visual, that fail uh, at a couple times during this movie. Like you said, there is some almost like dubbed kung fu sounds oh, that are yeah. like, they're like absurd are, in one scene. They're overlapping. They're supposed to this they're supposed to be subtle and just reinforce that a punch is hard. Like a punch has contact, not just like overtake it like it's a fucking Mortal Kombat. Yeah, game. like if, if somebody's body made that noise after you punched them, you just killed them. That's like the sound yeah. of a person. It's like listening to like an old forties like Foley artist though, where like but every sound effect is crisp and loud. The visual effects in this movie waver because at times when people are turned to dust, it's fine. Like it's yeah, just it a quick flash. Bad. Doesn't look bad. It's got a little bit of like like of like of like black ash and like 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 hot ash it's like a fire being like blown out yeah it's cool it's got a good effect you know there's like uh fake blood sprays every now and then that are not super noticeable which is fine uh and then if we get later in the movie i I think they got too big for their fucking britches because they just started to come up with like insane shit because (laughs) they start deciding like oh what if during this ritual there's like skeleton people with wings that yeah, come out that, of mouths. That oh, one is like boy. There's two sp- there's two oof. effects which are really bad. The one is he has like this drug that uh stops oh, blood clots. Which I don't get how this would kill a vampire, but anyways, uh when he puts it in a vampire it makes the vampire explode. That effect is really bad when they show the people like swelling up before they explode. But it's I I think the ghost bad. one is worse just because like Indiana Jones did it 10 years earlier, you know, with, like, no computer technology, and those ghosts look way better. These ghosts look like somebody was like, here's the animatics for the scene, and they were like, cool, all right, movie's released. They're like, no, animatics are before we actually do the effects, and they're like, oh, we already sent this movie out, so it's done, because they look so bad. They have no definition. From, like, a video game cutscene into, like, 
in-game graphics. Like it's suddenly like it's it is a jarring like oof because it's like a it's just like a flat matte gray skull climbing out of a mouth and then just sort of flying in the air and they look stupid. They don't look scary at all. No, they, 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 they do Halloween not look like they've been rendered. It looks like somebody no. made a model and then they were like, "Do you no. want to put like a texture on them?" They're like, eh, "It takes a long time. Let's just go ahead and throw them out." And that's establishing that all the effects in this movie can be noticed as being dated but they don't like i said with like the ash stuff it doesn't impact your enjoyment this you you will go Oof, i wouldn't even yikes, say this is uh, like, these are dated effects these are bad effects even by the time period uh-huh. like you know what i mean it's one of those effects where you're just like no you can yeah, there's movies right. in this era i mean this movie came out after jurassic park yeah it's the, so there's no, no reason no that like skeleton people shouldn't look at least reasonable i get you're and gonna then, be able to tell their you know, a computer effect, but they shouldn't look like so jarring the way they do. And then Deacon uh, completes the ritual, which we'll get to the logic of the ritual in a minute here, but he completes the ritual and is turned into this blood god, which basically means his shirt is open mm-hmm. and his eyes are red. Yeah. That's it. That's all we got. Um, he just looks like a, like a really crappy street magician. Apparently he's now, yeah, he's now powered up. Um, but, and we learn that he has the the capacity for a really bad effect when he's cut in through his midsection cut blades, in twain uh sword yeah he's cut in twain and there is a like windows screensaver spurt of blood that snaps him back together and then reforms his arm and it should be banned by like the yeah, federal I, law i mean <laughs> it's the, not it, good it looks like somebody Ugh. was just like play-doh between two things and they're like now tint it red done yeah it does not look like blood it's... it just is such a terrible effect and it's like this whole third act is and it's just in strong motion of, so it's like clumsy. they're drawing attention to it which is even yeah. worse yeah but let's talk about the ritual here for a minute because the, the idea that he, he has established is that he comprises what i guess i didn't really count it seemed like i don't know eight or twelve of the of, of uh, i guess 12. members of the clan i don't know if they, they have to 12 be... pure bloods is what the uh, pure bloods is what you may clan. remember the uh, vampire version of Big Fatso from <laughs> Barbed Wire, yeah. the really fat vampire that can't move. I forgot about that one. Ugh. Jesus, um, that's real painful. Uh, that is established that, that we have these like you know eight or twelve pure bloods, and then just and then we have I guess a daywalker in the middle, which this, apparently is a thing. This seems like this is the thing that got me is they're like we need your blood, so it's like and they're like he was prophesized, but I'm like okay. Later, it's revealed that Deacon Frost knows what happened because he still has Blade's mother. She's been with him. So why wasn't he just like, oh, I bit her when she was giving birth. So let's just kidnap a bunch of pregnant women, wait yeah, till they go into labor, bite them. Now I've got a bunch of baby daywalkers and we'll raise them as vampires and we'll raise them as like a cult and one of them will be willing to sacrifice themselves. Problem solved. We don't need to find Blade. It's like, it's not like the, the event that you know spawned him would be impossible to recreate it would be extremely easy labor takes a very long time it's like it's like the lady's like oh no baby's out and they're like oh we missed our window it yeah was... we have instead we have to capture the only person that can kill all of us yeah and it was just one of those things where i'm like they really needed to explain this better than they did but um there's also the scene where they, when they're putting him inside this gigantic like slab that's going to drain him of his blood and his mother's talking to him, and it was real gross because it looked like she was gonna kiss him, and not oh like on the cheek, like she was gonna straight up make out with him, and it was very upsetting. 
Yeah, this this I mean this whole sequence I don't think needed to happen because we have like ah your mother's still alive and I'm like that sucks though. I mean like it it's it's such like a lame it'd be like saying uh, oh Batman your dad's still here and I'm like well I mean but he's evil like, now. Okay, that well, seems desperate. Yeah. It's just it, it's it's a formula it's 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 a formative concept that made the character so for to sort of undermine it by being like aha but I'm still here. Uh, and then have her, and then even if you're going to do that, then have him, have her be genuinely like an empathetic character being like, I'm a vampire, but it's, it's the only way I'm still here, you know, and, and challenge his idea that he should kill all vampires. Yeah. That would have been more interesting instead of her just being like grossly sexual towards her own child. (laughs) And then right away she's like, I murder and it's fucking awesome. I love it. And you're like, well, that's, well, this is boring. It's very one-dimensional. Yeah, and then there's you're just like, well, he's just going to kill her because he kills all yeah, the like, so there's no, And there's not going to be anything. There's not going to be a moment because she's a monster now. Like right, you said, not, had it been like he was torn between being like, I, I could have you back, but you'd be, you're a vampire. So, like, what do I do? Do I, you know, should I kill you because you're the thing that they cost me you to begin with? There's no moment of that because she's straight up just like, hi, I was your mother. Now I'm basically Hitler. I hope you don't kill you. Know what I mean, like she just goes zero to sixty in evil, and you're just like, mm, I don't. This really takes away any dichotomy or any sort of like moral conundrum. Which was yeah, it very upsetting. Also weird it, that like he's been dating Blade's mom for like forty yeah, years. They just they just go right past that, and it's it's super fucking weird. And it appears as though she just lives in that bed. Because every shot, every time she appears, she's coming out of that weird bed he has. Oh, I don't like that at all. Um, and then we, and, and then we have this this whole ceremony scene, which apparently takes place in two locations. Because yes, there's the Blake's big circle like upstairs. Despite the fact there's all <laughs> these like, I thought they were gonna put everybody in these giant blocks. Because that's the way it, it looks like it's, it's set up. But those blocks have nothing to do with the mo- the ceremony. There's so much wrong here. One, there's about conservatively nine guards, and there are like twelve pure blood vampires. So once again, we have to ask, what is being a pure blood vampire? Because apparently, it doesn't mean. Shit. Also, the one lady kills one of them. So aren't yeah. there only eleven now, and you needed twelve? So it doesn't the ritual fail? Yeah. Like, did that not come she up? She fucking karate kicks a sword through one well, well before the ritual starts, and I'm like, um. Deacon's gonna be mad. Yeah, I was like, I was like <laughs> is that gonna come up? Like that ruins it. And then, like, they know they're gonna die. They're purebred vampires. Half of the people holding them are just humans, so they they're not even super strong. And they're holding them there, and none of them are just like, "Well, fuck you, kill me." I'm not gonna let you have whatever this weird ritual is gonna be. None of them makes any effort to get away. They're just like so resigned, and it's just it makes no sense this this third act is is probably the weakest part of the movie like i like i mean not to that's a preempt it but uh i i would say that i would recommend watching this movie i haven't watched it for years i could probably watch it like after this episode and still be happy but the third act i might zip through part of it because it is yeah. just there's no stakes there's no there's, there's no sense to the scene being set there's no logic even movie logic, I mean, to like what's happening on screen. So it's all just sort of pointless action. And then the action is then truncated with these bad, bad effects that, that are like the default, like effects that come out of a visual effects program when you download it for the first time. Yeah, I mean, the thing that gets me in the third act is like, there's like four or five things they set up that then never come back and they don't ever pay off. And you're just like, well, this is weird. Like they talk about like the pit that has, 
they're like, oh, these guys will eat anything, you know, even other vampires. And I was like, ooh, she's going to knock one of these vampires down there and these things down there are going to kill him. No. Also, there's only one thing down there. The one guy. So it's like, oh, so why'd you say these things will eat anything when it's just one person? And it's a guy who's been a vampire for like two days. Yeah. And then they set up... Um, oh, yeah, like, they... what? We, don't, we don't need any of this. We no. don't need like... Oh, we do zombies sometimes. Anyway, bye. Yeah, like, they, they just... explain that, which never comes up. The the whole setup of the one pure blood's kill before the ritual never comes up. Uh, he becomes the blood god, but appears to not have any powers other than he's just a normal vampire who can't be killed now. Like he doesn't have yeah. any, except for I guess he runs really fast at one point. And but, he does like a cool cat jump. Yeah, but otherwise I'm like, oh. You know, and then the art design of him being the blood god's really disappointing. And then the and then the 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 the, the, the whole like sin like like clincher his his plan is that modern day science exists, I guess. Because yeah. coagulant just murders him. Which is like someone had to write that in the script. Like, and then he gets pierced with coagulant and he dies. Which and is like I feel like I'm like the movie. I mean, do vampires have to find out if people are hemophiliacs before they bite them? Because, like, that's basically what it is, is a thing that keeps your blood from clotting, which is, you know, what a hemophilia is. So wouldn't you have to find that out? Because if you bit a hemophiliac, wouldn't you just explode? Also, I don't understand any of this because the the, the doctor says, oh, this is this will be good for, you know, killing vampires. And I'm like, well, why didn't Blade and his friend know anything about this? Like, they yeah. they seem to do a lot of research. And the, Whistler them. is creating a some sort of serum that keeps Blade from needing blood. Like, the thing that keeps vampires alive. He's created a serum that, like, yeah, and he's just like, huh, people have also, blood clots? Like, it's a pretty common medical condition. And the vampires don't seem to have done any research of any kind. No. They don't seem to have, again, we already discussed, they don't physically have powers. They don't seem to have acquired any interesting technology. They're just sort of, I don't know, they got cool fashion. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I guess. It's, they're not even that, because I have a note that says, these are the least suave or threatening vampires in any movie ever. Like, at no point would you be afraid of these guys. They're all idiots. Half of them are Euro trash, half of them are rednecks, and half of them just look like random old white guys or like a weird guy who has a bunch of face tattoos but is still wearing like a three-piece suit it's just so weird that i was like well, i don't understand what you guys are going with here these vampires aren't well, threatening and they're kind of annoying yeah like you'd also, never be afraid of donald logue you'd be like oh my god shut the fuck up also where does donald logue okay well another question here is um they establish this familiar is is basically killing women and and do, presumably committing other horrendous crimes, so that one day maybe one of the vampires will make him a vampire too. So so any vampire, especially parts of Deacon's clan, have earned it. Thus, they are exceptional candidates. Donald Logue is fucking street trash. <laughs> yeah, he's a vampire though. He's not good at anything. He's not particularly smart. He's really I don't understand. annoying. Yeah, it just feels what, like he what actually. What did he do? What did he do to get here? Like, how did he earn this? It's, it's I don't very know. weird. I, and I was not. Yeah, he, his is like, and he's so annoying. It's like another moment where you're just like, there's no way this Deacon Frost guy wouldn't have just killed this dude like immediately. Like, he's so obnoxious and incompetent that why would you ever be like, Let's see how this plays out, you know? Yeah. Also, where does he keep getting new hands from? Fuck. I think they does grow keep... back. I think he, he keeps... At one point he says, I have a new one. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be like it was growing back. 
because it's like not fully formed yet and i think that's what it was supposed to be is like it was taking uh, him a long time to regenerate the arm which was sort of i don't know weird but uh here's an, here's just a little fun fact for you i found uh the original right. cut of this movie was 140 minutes 30 minutes over the cut we see can you imagine really? 30 more minutes of this no it, it did feel a little long i would yeah think, towards the end and uh, apparently like a lot of the stuff they cut is like one scene explains why that fat guy that fat vampire is so fat because they're like vamp you know you're just drinking blood how could you get fat you know what i mean like you, you just oh, that's fair i blood. didn't think about that actually yeah, yeah. and they, they say that like he eats babies and that makes him fat for some reason and I, I guess they explain a little more of the vampire backstory and there's like a longer ending which seems insane to me um but yeah i don't it, need i don't need more of the third apparently act, too the original ending of the movie is uh when he becomes the blood god he's god he's just a cloud of blood oh that that sounds like the effects would be worse on that yes and that's what they said is they were like the effects were so bad and audiences were like what because the? they were like there was no real fight scene then because he's just like a cloud of blood and basically yeah how do you fight he, he throws that you can't stuff. do karate with like this like yeah cloud of blood. so they were like people were really disappointed they wanted to see like a final fight scene uh which the final fight scene did feature revenge of the sith you know and in revenge of the sith where at the very end they're like swinging their lightsabers in front of each other but like they're not the lightsabers aren't touching they're just like doing like some weird thing at one point uh wesley snipes and frost are just spin kicking at each other but not connecting just like too far apart to hit each other but still just doing repeated spin kicks it was very funny um also originally jet lee was supposed to play deacon frost but he turned down the role to appear in uh lethal weapon 4 well somehow a better 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 call yeah i I think that would have i like jet lee but he's uh i don't know if it would have worked as well plus he's like much smaller than wesley snipes he's not a very tall man so (laughs) as you might have seen in the expendables 3 uh there's a height difference i think that that was pretty much my only other note was uh before blade goes on his final quest at the end uh he destroys the he has like a plant and he for some reason cuts the roots off of it did you understand that at all no and this i had a note on this one too because it was so it it was so awkward yeah he he like he's prepping i guess but he picks up a plant which has never been established or mentioned before yeah they show it in one shot earlier in the movie he dramatically looks at it in the background there is like thruvian uh, throat singing like chanting and then he cuts the plant and then we go look at a different scene and they, like, they not only that? does he like cut it but they focus on the roots falling to the ground and he throws the rest of the plant away and i was like this is how did that make it in anything yeah it's like the, it's like he, not baby eating apparently yeah i'm like he's <laughs> that, not that, cutting that off his roots this doesn't i guess if maybe whistler was his re- it was just a very weird scene i thought very very weird well i guess we already know you said you would recommend people watch this movie yeah, I I enjoyed myself. I mean, the action. I mean, like I said, the effects fail here, there, especially in the, like the last the last part of the movie. But the the fight scenes. There's enough fight scenes to justify it as an action film. It has a tangible, uh, you know, uh, uh, improvement on the on the origins of Blade. Wesley Snipes is just killing it. He's clearly improvising uh, at times, which is why we get 
like dialogue that I <laughs> assume came from him. Nope, that had, s- that had to be written. It's too perfect. Uh, well, well, there's other scenes where he's just kind of like mouthing like what the fuck and stuff. It's all very yeah. like sort of feels very improvised, which is great. Um, and Whistler is fantastic character, and yeah, I I, I I could watch this again tonight and probably be happy, to be honest with you. But again, I would probably zip through some chunks of the third act. Yeah, I would say, um, I would say watch it. But, uh... <laughs> that covers it. Yeah, I would that say, covers it. If, if you like vampire movies, it's not bad. I, I don't know if you're gonna be like oh my god this is the greatest uh movie but i think it's fun to watch and if you watch it with a group of friends there's definitely some stuff to uh to kind of laugh at and poke fun at so i think it's worth a watch much more than uh the last movie we did uh which i would not recommend anyone watch um so i think that's it then right did you have anything else in your notes you wanted to talk about uh no no I, I, the only thing i the only last thing i wanted to mention was uh at some point blade pulls a man's throat off and then throws it at someone yes the ultimate uh improvised weapon someone else's trachea <laughs> i did enjoy that because i noticed that too i was like did he just pull that guy's throat out and then throw it at someone i don't think that'd be a very effective weapon to hit somebody with no it's not it's, it is a mental weapon like that hits you in the face and you're like was that dave's throat and then you're just your stab that's it you're you're out <laughs> yeah it's definitely uh jesus christ ugh, it's worth it i guess just for that moment maybe I think fast so. forward through the creepy blood-sucking sex scene uh oh god well next right. week we'll be back with our mini episode and we'll tell you the next movie up until then you can find ben at the disco pony on twitter or follow his uh, comedy blog the strange log and uh, you can look at art i draw very slowly and not at all <laughs> like once a month on uh, instagram at it's pokes and until then we'll see you next week so we're doing blade 2 next right <laughs> <laughs>